When you give yourself options, you give yourself power back. You give yourself your confidence back. When you tell yourself, all right, I don't have to be here. I could do this. I could do this. Or I could do this. It puts you back in the power seat. You don't feel helpless. You don't feel needy for sex. So think about your options right now. Think about what you can do to feel better in your sex life. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today's topic is why do you deserve great sex? And before we dive into this topic, I want to remind you guys to go register for my free training coming up this Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's called Going from Sex Pressure to Sex Pleasure. It's going to be really great. I'm going to be bringing the energy and the content. I can't wait to see you guys live, and yeah, it's going to be fun. So go pause this, sign up, come back. Link is in the description, by the way. All right, now that you've done that, let's go into this topic, today's episode. Now, first of all, I want to point out that the word deserve is for use of a better word, for lack of a better word. (laughs) That is the phrase. I'm like, wait, that's not right. Um, So I couldn't think of the right word because in a way, yes, as humans, we are deserving of love. We are deserving of affection, but there comes a time when if you're a piece of shit and you're constantly yelling at your partner or you're constantly neglecting your partner or you're constantly talking down to yourself and therefore bringing an energy of victimhood and um, self-hate in your relationship, it most likely will not bring you to having a great sex life. And that's just the reality of it, right? Um, So it's not that you're not like deserving of it as a person, but in terms of your actions, you are not deserving of it because you have not done the inner work and you have not done the work in your relationship in order to get to a place of having a great sex life. All right. I think we can all agree on that for the most part. So take use that as the context of this episode and the title. Um, so the first point I want to mention, and this is going to be a reflection exercise of your current sex life. Okay, so the first point I want to mention, and I want you to write down these things, whatever comes to mind, write it down. I want you to look at the way that you are acting, communicating in terms of initiating conversations and communicating in terms of responding to conversations. All right, so first of all, think of your actions and think about what you bring to the relationship action-wise. What are these actions that show you love your partner, that show you're attracted to your partner, that show you care, that display affection, 
that show you want to be more emotionally connected? What are these things? Okay, they could be as simple as saying I love you at the end of every call or as you walk out the door or how often you kiss your partner, little taps on the butt to show that flirtatious side, maybe joking around, being a goofball and creating that connection between you two, doing a hobby together, planning date nights every every other week without fail. What are you doing? What are you doing that you feel you deserve great sex because you do it? Let's put it that way. So think about these things. Write them down. And let's talk about communicating in terms of initiating, which is the second part. So when it comes to initiating conversations around affection, conversations around doing something together, planning a trip together, even if it's a night somewhere, you know, it doesn't have to be like, I'm not talking about a seven day trip to Hawaii, you know, anything, planning some newness, Um, initiating conversation about how her day was and really just asking more about, hey, how was your day? Like actually being curious about really how her day was, (laughs) you know, it's so easy to just fall into these patterns of communicating, right? Especially when you're, when you've lived with someone for a very long time, it could be easy to just have the same type of communication style, say the same things, ask the same exact questions, and then you lose sight about really caring about the answers, right? It just becomes this automatic habit. Oh, how's your day? Oh, good. And then it shuts off. So, Write down, you know, what types of conversations are you initiating that you feel deserve great sex? All right. Now that you thought on that, you wrote it down. Let's think about how you react to the majority of conversations around love, affection, intimacy, connection, flirtation. How are you reacting? Are you reacting like, oh, like it's no big deal? Are you reacting like you kind of have a pity party maybe if things don't go your way? Do you react? Think about it. Do you act very enthusiastically? Do you react very lovingly? Is it just reciprocating exactly what she said to you? Think about your usual reactions in your communication with your partner. And for the guys who are single, I hope I didn't lose you. um, When it comes to you guys, it's very similar. You know, first of all, look at what you're doing in terms of, all right, what am I doing to attract women? What actions am I taking? Am I on dating apps? Am I starting conversations? 
Am I being very aware of the type of woman I want to attract? Am I asking friends to hook me up? Am I joining clubs? Am I smiling at the woman across the room who I find attractive, like putting myself out there? What am I doing to show that I'm deserving of great sex? Right? Because that is step number one. Before you have sex with someone, let's rewind it back. What do you do? You connect with them in some way. So think about that. And then when it comes to the communication in terms of initiating conversations of sexual interest, of flirtation, of simply just maybe getting to know them, because maybe you want to start out as friends first, whatever you feel is best for you. How are you starting those conversations? And then lastly, how are you responding to these conversations? Are you getting butt hurt when she says she can't go on a date the night that you wanted to go? Are you getting all upset because she ghosted you and you're just telling yourself this is why I suck with women and why I'll never have sex? Do you get really excited when she says yes to a date? Do you keep your cool? How are you responding? All right, now let's go to point two. Why you deserve great sex. A mindfulness practice. (laughs) That's what I feel this is. All right, number two is, have you tried new things lately? Are you getting new answers from trying new things? And this is where a lot of guys slip up because, and people in general, not just guys, but a lot of you guys will just try the same thing over and over and over, right? Because you're like, well, this worked once before, so why don't I just keep doing it? When really, sometimes the same thing doesn't work forever. And we need to get out of our comfort zone and try new things if we're not getting the result we want. So at this list, when you look at this list of what you're doing now and conversations you are initiating and reactions you're having to her, when was the, like, how long have you been starting these same conversations or doing the same exact things and doing them the same way? You know, if you think about it, like when you first when you're first in a relationship and it's it's hot and new and fresh, right? It's like things are more passionate. So maybe on a daily basis, you would kiss each other with more passion behind it. And now the passion is gone, but it's more of just a habit. So it turns into like a grandma kiss on the cheek. <laughs> like, so it may be like, oh, I've always done this. But have you really? Or was there more passion behind it when you did it? a while ago and when you guys were having a lot more sex versus now. Like, what is different? Have you tried new things lately? What have you tried? Let's say, what have you tried in the last month that you can say, oh, I deserve great sex because of this? Right? Because it's really important to to try new things and to switch it up and to remind yourself that, hey, 
I've been reacting the same way. Like I ask for sex the same exact way. I initiate the same conversations like, hey, hi, hey, babe, how's your day? Oh, cool. Like I do that the same. I give her the same grandma kiss on the cheek every day. Huh. Okay. It's been a while since I switched something up. It's been a while since I tried something new. It's been a while since I've actually been genuinely curious about my partner. Because I'm just used to assuming that I know her. And she always has the same answer when I ask how her day was. So just going to keep doing that. No, like get curious. Create some newness. When you get curious, you get new answers that you've never got. And you know what happens when you get new answers? You get excited. Even if it's something silly, like, oh, how was your day? Uh, it was all right. Oh, yeah, just all right? Why was it just all right? Well, this person came into the office and then they, they said this and it was kind of weird. It made everybody feel awkward. Oh, shit. Like, did that, does that always happen? What other awkward stuff happens in the office? You know, it's it's like... It seems so minute, but it opens this other, it can open this other side of your partner to you that you never really saw before. It creates this, this trust um, because it's a bonding effect, right? It's like, wow, you're interested. Like you actually want to know. Okay, well, this happened and that happened. And then now there's this curiosity bouncing back and forth and it, it just opens up a new area of the relationship again, whether that was ever opened up or not. It's something new. It's something so simple. You're just digging. You're just being more curious. And you're seeing a new side of your partner. And that creates a connection and also a spark. Whether that spark leads to like a sexual feeling or not, it creates something new. It creates some newness and something that kind of jolts the relationship a bit. So really ask yourself, when was the last time you tried something new? So write that down. And if you're single, same thing. Are you approaching women the same exact way every time and you get the same response and you're just like, oh, this is so annoying. Have you tried something new? Have you tried asking women different questions? Have you tried being curious about their dating profile or curious in person where it leads to a genuine conversation because you're genuinely curious and you're not just coming up with a line in your head. What are the answers? What are the new answers you can get? You, can, you only get new answers by asking new questions and doing new things. So if you're not getting the answers or external circumstance that you want, you need to try something new. And in order to do that, you need to say something different and behave in a different way. Okay. And then the third point is remembering you have a choice. You know, I feel like so many of you guys have given up in a sense where it's like, yeah, I haven't had sex in 20 years. Ah, like, and, and it's kind of like this joking thing. But like, if you really didn't care, you wouldn't be on my page, you know, like, and you wouldn't be commenting. Um, so I know that you care and I know that upsets you. And 
I know like when you joke about, oh, it's a lost cause or like, yeah, my wife just never wants to do it anymore. Like she's just never in the mood. It's like, that's it. Like our sex life is gone, but it was good while it lasted. Like remember that you have a choice, first of all, for all the, especially I want to say that to the guys who feel like, you know, I haven't been touched in 15 years and she she literally tells me how unattractive I am to her like to you guys especially remember you have a choice to sit in this or not you have a choice to be with this person or not and even if you say oh well the kids and like this and that and that okay but you still have a choice those things may be real and they're there but what it comes down to is you have a choice a good question I think that I ask my clients when they are feeling stuck is what are your options? What are your options right now? All right. Because you can have the options like, all right, well, an example would be I can stay in the relationship and do whatever I can to make it more livable. Can't think of the word. (laughs) I can set an ultimatum which many people don't want to do, but sometimes it does get to the point where you have to. Um, I can set stricter boundaries around my time, my way of living, opening up the relationship so that it's an open relationship and I can still receive sexual gratification if my partner is unwilling to do that anymore. And some of these may sound weird or scary, but they are there for you. And they could make life a lot better. All right. For the single guy, you have a choice to do the same things, get the same result, feel bad for yourself, hate on the single life, really hate yourself for being a virgin or never getting with women or having no game. You could choose to sit there. You could choose to think that way. But that fucking sucks. That sounds terrible. So why do that? It may seem hard, but you do not have to do that. You don't. And when you ask yourself, what are my options? Same thing. It's a sense of power. When you give yourself options, you give yourself power back. You give yourself your confidence back. When you tell yourself, all right, I don't have to be here. I could do this, I could do this, or I could do this. Ooh, I could even do this. It puts you back in the power seat. You don't feel helpless. You don't feel needy for sex. So think about your options right now. Think about what you can do to feel better in your sex life. Whether that's with your partner, whether that's with women you're sleeping with um, casually, whether that's with your girlfriend, with yourself, the way you think about sex in general. Right? And I hope that writing this stuff down, if you wrote this stuff down, This is really powerful, right? Because when you look at your options and you look at the things that 
the new things you've tried and maybe you realize, wow, there's, there's really not that much I've tried lately. You look at the things that you've been doing for so long and maybe you realize, wow, I've been doing these for a really long time. They haven't worked for me. All right, maybe it's time to switch something up. Then these all create change. You get to look at this situation a different way. You get to look at your sex life a different way. And that's what gets it moving again. When you get clear on these things and you get clear on where your head's at and like, and because you've been on autopilot, you just, you, you lose consciousness of what you're doing, right? It's just everything subconscious. You don't think twice. And when you have these moments of listening to an episode like this, it kind of wakes you up a little bit, right? I'm trying to like wake you up. I'm trying to like jolt you a little bit in terms of, hey, this is what your sex life looks like and here's why. Let's go. Let's change something. Anyway, I hope this helped you. I hope this was a good reflective exercise. And just remember that whenever you're not having the sex life you want, look at yourself in the mirror and look, I get it. I get that it's a two-way street. It's not just there are sacrifices, right? And there are there are all these things, especially when you're in a partnership, a committed partnership. So it's like, all right, it's it's not all me, Steph. It's her too. And that is true. But when it comes to the way you're communicating and the things you're doing and the choices you have, you can find ways to meet your partner in the middle. And maybe that doesn't mean intercourse and great sex does not have to mean intercourse five nights a week all right you get to create your own definition of that and that's what's really warped is we think about sex and great sex and we think oh whips and like (laughs) like sucking each other's faces and like perfect blowjobs like that's not that doesn't doesn't have to be what great sex is we get to define it right so What can great sex look like for you and how can you go about creating it for yourself and for your partnership? Guys, like I said, don't forget to register for this Monday's training coming up. It's going to be awesome. Going from sex pressure to sex pleasure. Can't wait to see you. First link. And that's it. Have an amazing morning, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.